aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, your twice-weekly podcast celebrating the radio show Turned Podcast Too Beautiful to Live in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. I'm Bobby Pape, and I am joined by my tight bros from the way back in Everett, Washington, Christy Wise. Good morning, Christy. Good morning. In Dallas, Texas, Meredith Mahan. Good morning, Meredith. Good morning. And in Austin, Texas, for not too much longer, Mike Frizzell. Good morning, Mike. Dude! thank you for picking up on that this is a monday edition of little red bandwagon and we're going to keep recap the last week of tbtl that was Uh, but if you haven't already go back and take a listen to friday's little red bandwagon when we talked to gold star archivist ashley about a piece of found tape brought to tbtl by davy rothbart uh, do those of y'all who interviewed Ashley want to just give us a 30 second on that or 10 second on that? I, I did want, uh, just want to clarify one thing that found tape, um, something I didn't mention during the show. And Emily mentioned to me, it to me yesterday. The interstitial music is not necessary on that thing. <laughs> and, and it's not even like the kind of metal that these guys were into. So, um, if anybody ever wants to re-edit all that stuff, lose that music, or at least put in some music that that would be appropriate to the kind of music those guys liked. But did TBTL do that? Uh, no, I think that was all Davey. That was all Davey. Yeah, I, I would assume so. Yeah. I, I doubt that anyone on the TBTLs I took the time to <laughs> yeah. do that. That was a lot of work. Yeah. Good point. Uh, I suggest chunks of Beastie Boys sabotage to get in and out of segments, but that's just me. <laughs> Always, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. That's my fave. Um, I would like to say something about the interview. Sure. At one point, Ashley said that I asked her if she was, uh, what what did she say? Uh, that I'm... If you were not right or something. If she's not right because of all the archiving mm-hmm. that she did. But I just pulled up the email and what I actually said is, are you now or have you have ever been a Norse god, vampire, or traveling <laughs> time-traveling cyborg? Because you're definitely not human. Right. Um, it's because during the 2000 show... Um, out to probably about six historians. I said, "Hey, I need you guys to pull the. I needed you guys to find these clips. How many do you think you could actually do in? I think I gave them like five days. How many episodes can you do?" She goes, "I don't know. I'm kind of crunched for time. I could probably do twenty episodes." <laughs> <laughs> so that was my answer to oh her. Oh my god! God bless her. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm so glad you guys finally wrangled her to come on the show. Mm-hmm. That was due. Yeah. Uh, we have several items of LRB business that we'll get through quickly, followed by your weekend review, some housekeeping and how you can get involved. Uh, but let's start with the business. And as long as we're talking about Gold Star Archivists, Christy, why don't you give us an update on our challenges? Okay, so right now we have until midnight tonight pacific standard time so uh it's over by the time you're hearing this and the challenges were people were still a little confused kevin farewell wanted you to take the week off and he will give five dollars for every person every week that does not get does not get done this week and then mike mccauley came in and said i will give six dollars to whoever actually finishes a week so that's where we are now. I'll have numbers next time we record, I guess. So I'm still if someone's been assigned a week and doesn't turn it in, 
that's five bucks from Farewell. And if Correct. somebody for every week that gets turned in, is it six dollars, or or every one yes. that turns in at least a week, it's six dollars. Um, every week that's turned in during this last week okay. is six dollars. Awesome. So whose money do we want more? That's the question. <laughs> right. If you love or hate Mike McCauley, <laughs> go with that one. <laughs> or Kevin what if you Farewell. both love and hate Mike McCauley? I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> then finish your week because ultimately you love me, right? Of course. You get more money that way. <laughs> of course. I'll tell that like to I, the person who asked. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, you get the archive that you deserve. Yeah. Right. Uh, Christy, while we're at it, we had a Lions season finale yesterday, didn't we? we? Did. So we're taping on we Sunday, did. so that was Saturday. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was bittersweet. They're actually getting really good. It was more like an actual game. It looked like it. Yeah, they their competition was pretty equal. There's a lot of um, yeah, a lot of baskets. Uh, you know, I'm in charge of keeping score because even though they say they're not keeping score, Ellie always wants to know what mm-hmm. it is. So it was ten to eight. Lions win. Yes. The other team had orange shirts, and their mascot was orange. So I don't know if it's the fruit or if they <coughs> just couldn't think of anything. Mm. But they actually were very good um, sportsmen. They would chant, let's go orange, like they were their own cheerleaders. Yeah. So that was kind of fun. And then um, all the little kids gave um, the coach little cards and presents. It was very cute. A few things struck me in the video that I watched. And okay. The first one was uh, Ellie has, has good form. She, she dribbled into her shot. She took a shot. Yeah. She didn't make the shot in the video, no. but... Uh, I imagine the shooting percentages are pretty low in this in this league. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next kid on her team that took a shot was was one of those who scrambled to get to the practice spot, like he was like, yeah. shoving people out of the way to make sure that he got <laughs> to the spot where you're supposed to shoot. Yep. And then the it, this was all one possession where they kept getting rebounds and mm-hmm. getting loose balls and yep. and and I didn't get to see the orange team go on offense, but. Uh, the third kid, which was the other kid that's as big as Ellie, I mm-hmm. think, um, he got the ball pretty close to the um, sideline and close to center court, and he decided he was going to shoot, but um, he wanted to get in really close. So he just tucked that ball under his arm and yeah. just <laughs> ran yeah. and pushed and got yeah. like as close as he could. He went at least 30 feet without dribbling that ball. <laughs> It's going to be fired, a star rugby player. Fired up a shot. They're, oh, it's usually full court. There's some kids that just don't get that you have to dribble. Yeah. And they'll just tuck it and run. Yeah, yeah it does. It saves time. It's a big time yeah. saver if you don't have to dribble. <laughs> it's less risky, too. Honestly. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> less turnovers if you've got the ball, like, underneath your shirt while you're running. Right. Was that – is that the ki- – I need to see the video. I think Jeremy sent it to you. Um, I wonder if it's the kid whose dad cleans his shoes off with the ShamWow. <laughs> he had the sort of entitled uh, traveling behavior that you would expect from an offspring of, <laughs> of a man of that stature. I just can't get over picturing a team coached by Jim Bayheim. Just these kids skipping class, getting bribed. <laughs> How is Bayheim still the coach? I don't know. But I, you know, I grew up so close to Syracuse that that was the college team everybody cheered for back when they were the Orange Men. Mm-hmm. Back when it was yeah, okay. See, that's men. a dumb. That's a dumb mascot too. Now well, they're not the, the orange. orange Men anymore. They're just the Orange now. Yeah, and their so mascot's a, a giant orange. 
That shouldn't be a thing. <laughs> I remember the mascot when it was a man with the orange for a head. The mascot should be John Boehner when you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> or tan mom. <laughs> just I just good. like to tan. Uh, it would be a great transition to our week in review if we didn't have more LRB business to talk. Uh, uh, Mike, how's House Hunters Texas going? Uh, things are accelerating. Uh, the contractor came this week. They're probably coming back middle to late next week to do all the work, which means uh, we're going to have to um, decamp to a hotel for a week. So I don't know if I'll be doing the LRB the next couple shows. We'll see. Um, we're gonna, I think we're going to board the dogs and move into a moderately priced, hopefully, suites hotel somewhere in the Austin area while the work gets done and the paint is the paint is really the reason we have to move out. You can do the show from a hotel. I've done it. It's fun. Yeah, I can do it if if Emily's not there. I don't want to like disturb her. But. When is this happening? Uh, we're not quite sure. I mean, they they said maybe on Wednesday, but it mm. it could be a little later than that. I hope it's a little later than that. We have a lot of work to do. So. All right. Well, stay tuned to hear Mike broadcast future episodes of LRB from his car in the parking lot of an extended stay America. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, while we're talking about Mike and confined quarters, um, <laughs> earlier this week. Good transition, buddy. <laughs> earlier this week, after uh, many requests and a lot of time and thought and effort put into it, uh, producer Jeremy compiled uh, the links to all five episodes of Mike Frizzell's interviews on TBTL back in 2009, uh, telling his times as a bank robber on the lam, followed by a man who spent five years in federal prison. Uh, and those are all available now on our website at littleredbandwagon.com. We'll post the link. It's right between the recent episodes, right on our sort of show episode list page. And it's called Making a Robber Er The Drew McFrizz <laughs> Story. So go check that out if you're looking for something extra to listen to. And if you haven't gone back, it's uh, it's good radio. Also, if you're looking for a super unflattering picture of me from about 40 pounds ago, <laughs> that's a good place to go. Well, you you had to know that when you stopped and took your shirt off in front of a Red Lobster, that that wasn't going to go away. <laughs> that was And then post it on the internet. That was taken yeah. very, very, you. very quickly. We had to frame it up because the, the Red Lobster is not in a great area. Uh, so... So we had to frame it up, and then I had to pop my shirt off real fast. This was in December, and then we had to get the shot, and it's uh, it's really awful. Hey, we edited that picture for peak dramatic effect. <laughs> so <laughs> I put literally minutes of effort into that. Oh, man. But that will get on to our week in review, starting with episode number 2060, A Parliament of Jingles, starting with Andrew, who likes to be tan. Uh, Luke was <laughs> Luke was up late last the night before uh, because he marathoned Transparent, which he very much liked, and it's just yet another show I have not seen. Even though, as I told you right before we started recording, we did watch about fourteen episodes of the first season of West Wing over the weekend. <laughs> sure, gotta be up to date, you know. Gotta stay with the times. That's right. Just dreaming of a liberal Democrat president. <laughs> this uh, Transparent. Uh, I have not watched the show, but I've heard Jeffrey Tambor interviewed on Fresh Air. I've seen clips. I've heard clips. And it sounds like it's so well done. 
but every time I hear anything from it or see anything from it, the people are acting so unpleasant. It's that's what Luke said too. I haven't seen it either, but they sound like awful people. I just don't want to do it. I'm sorry. Yeah, Yeah, it sounded. the family on Arrested Development weren't a bunch of peaches either. I was about to was say, yeah, funny. like Sunny. That was funny. It was funny, right? <laughs> this is just angry making and sad. <laughs> like people <laughs> rejecting their their father and their grandfather. It's awful. Right. Let's not get hung up in um, terminology here. It was nice that Andrew went back. He had accidentally said transgendered. And he went back and caught himself and corrected to say transgender. So he was, these guys are getting uh, quicker and quicker on their feet about sharpshooting themselves as they go. Mm-hmm. Smart. Yeah. Saves us a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. It makes our show a lot easier. Uh, Luke also watched The Revenant, which he somehow got a screener of probably in the same bundle. He got his Life of Pablo CD in <laughs> and he said it was uh, decent. Meh. Uh, but he I does suggest you smoke up and then watch it again with the weed. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, do you just want to get high? Just get high. Just quit talking about it. And just do it. It's yeah. If it, even if it wasn't legal in Washington State, if you wanted to do it, just do it. It's just weed. Nobody cares. But yeah. But now it's even accessible. Like he doesn't need to go to someone. No, there's yeah, there's no right. need to obsess over it and talk about it on your show or whatever. If you want to get high, just go get go get some weed and get high, Luke. <laughs> right. Uh the there was more political correct talk. Um I forget the context that the term oriental came up in. Uh but it wasn't Mike McCauley, so I don't think it was an impassioned argument for why it's okay to say it. <laughs> I think it was just an example of of words that old people use mm. that they shouldn't. Right. <laughs> Uh, the top story from Monday, uh, the life of Harper Lee, who passed away last week. Uh, Harper Lee did not even own a TV <laughs> or television, uh, but she did finish the Sunday New York Times crossword puzzles early on Sunday morning and then leave them out for other people That's to see. That's a power see. move. <laughs> yeah, it is. In pen, probably. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and apparently also went to the butcher shop every day. In the morning for a black coffee and a raisin scone. Mm. Yeah, that was odd. Do That's... do butchers sell baked goods usually? Well, scones aren't exactly a real. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Those like... are two terrible words: raisin scone. <laughs> yes. oh, right, right, right. I wonder if terrible together. It, is it a double negative? Like, can two bad things make a good thing? I doubt it. No, I'm not willing to find out. No, I'm willing to bet that. The scones are what killed her. They they almost killed <laughs> Donk on Downton Abbey. I mean, he loves scones yeah. so scones. much. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Vomited blood, blood, about 40 gallons of blood. <laughs> you have to look at the upside for the butcher shop, though. Once a month or so, they just make a batch of these. And then they just put them out one a day for Harper sure. Lee. It's free They money. never go bad. Right. Sure. Yeah. They never go worse. <laughs> I, hate to, I hate to pick on... Harper Lee because she's just died and she was a wonderful author but who cut her hair <laughs> I need a look probably herself I mean it's not good uh, um, Bobby you know the owner of the Raiders the new owner of the Raiders you ever see his haircut that uh, the bowl they put on his head yeah, and then... yeah. yeah I call that the Harper Lee with that guy sporting but, but 
Okay, Mike, now look up uh, the scout from the movie to kill a mockingbird. Oh, right. Same haircut. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's the scout. <laughs> she just goes in and says, give me the scout. Oh, man. Yeah, it's so easy, too. So which came first? Hmm. I think she probably wrote the character after herself, and then in when she sold mm-hmm. the movie right, she said, Scout does have to have this horrible haircut, because yes. that's what I said. It's the only way you're getting them right. right. She didn't have this haircut earlier in life, it looks like. Oh, really? So From from my Google image search, it looks like this is all when she has white hair that she did this bowl haircut. Oh, it's so bad. I had this haircut when I was four. Yeah, everyone does. <laughs> when, when you had no control over it. Right. <laughs> yeah, when your parents don't know anything about anything. You well, my mom used cut. to cut my hair. Oh, she no. literally would put a towel yeah. on me and, and cut my hair in the kitchen. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so what you're saying is Mark Davis owes some royalty money to the estate of Harper Lee. <laughs> Mark Davis' <laughs> hair is scout hair is mm-hmm. Harper Lee hair. He just loves that movie a lot. <laughs> I bet he does. Uh, she also likes some meat, so good for her picking up her first cut Delmonico's. Uh, that's fine. And when we talk about authors, we can't help but talk about the guys in their plot to make some money by writing crappy books by authors with similar pen names <laughs> as better authors. <laughs> Bringing us uh, Daniel Steele and Tom Crancy. <laughs> I like Tom that. Crancy. Very, very popular. I would probably buy the search for Green September. It sounds like it's got some prequel quality. (laughs) (laughs) The hunt for a yellow submarine. I think I'd be Meredith Crichton. Ooh. (laughs) Ooh, I like it. Just throw the Crichton down. That's all you need. Yep. That's 10 million sales. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Oh, I hadn't thought about this. I don't know what my author name would be. We're going to be here too long if we try to come up with them now. I'm going to be I'm going to be Judy Bloom Frizzell. <laughs> just not even try to hide the last name. Right, just hide it. People say, "Oh, her husband wrote a, wrote a book." Well, this is I'm going to be Stephanie King. Right, that's awesome. Uh, this is just like um, when you get those Nigerian prince scam emails. I guess they say they make them rough around the edges because they don't want smart people to fall for it and then fall off pretty quick. Oh, they want right. the dumbest possible people. Yeah, you don't want like whistleblowers and and people that are indignant or whatever. You right. just want dummies. If you get the apps. Abs- so I'm just thinking I those know. are the people who are going to buy Judy Bloom Frizzell's book. Yes. <laughs> well, I remember that. Oh, I wish I remembered which book it was, but it was a big book that was out in, um, in the summer. And someone I know was like, oh, I'm reading this book. And Everybody loves it, and it's so terrible. <laughs> and it turned out because with buying on a Kindle, it's a lot easier to be fooled because you just search for the name. So someone says, oh, buy the Goldfinch, right? So you Google it on your Kindle. Okay, I'll just buy it. Oh, look, it's on sale for 99 cents. And then you bought the Goldfish on accident. <laughs> exactly. That's a ripoff. And the author name is close, right? Because cause it's a scam. And they're buying it, and the grammar is terrible, and there's misspellings, and yeah. the. I think that that's how this this is going on. I think we should have a business. I think it's a giant scam that's run by somebody smart, but fueled by ESL students. <laughs> <laughs> that's how they get you. Having read some of those books or seen samples of them, it, yeah, it really doesn't look like English is the native language of some of the people writing these mm-hmm. scam books. Well, look at Fifty Shades of Grey. Ugh. 
That's a no terrible thanks. book. <clears throat> and a terrible movie. It just won the Razzie. Oh, really? Yeah, sure for this year. Good. Will it be the first one that wins a Razzie to have a sequel? Oh, I don't know. Oh, probably not. Was there a Gigli good... 2? <laughs> <laughs> right. The Legend of Curly's Gold. <laughs> uh, you mentioned Fresh Air earlier. We need Dave Davies to come in and tell us this kind of factoid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Steve Martin's back to stand up. No tape, though. Nope. Nope. They uh, they chappelled this, probably. Mm-hmm. Phones and bags. Do you think he broke out that arrow that goes through his head? God, I hope so. Just for cachet, <laughs> just for irony. <laughs> well, I, I would save it. Like if one of his jokes falls flat or something, just go. Yeah, well, I guess I just got to go back to just throw the throw the arrow on, get the banjo out. Um, can I give you some sequels that have one Razzies? Oh, please. please. Speed two. Oh no no no! Mm-hmm. I'm talking about I'm talking about. Um, one that gets the Razzie, but still there's a sequel made after that, oh. which is what's happening with Fifty Shades of Grey. It pro- I mean, because they printed money. Just because it won a Razzie doesn't mean people don't want to see yeah, it. Yeah, right. But but I'm, I'm just... Anything Adam Sandler's <clears throat> been in. <laughs> <laughs> Probably that... What's that movie called where he just basically picks a location and then has all his friends go right. somewhere? Right. Every movie in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah grown-ups or something. I, when they're picking the Razzies, I imagine they, they everyone's sitting around the table, and the first question is, so did Adam Sandler put out a movie this year? <laughs> yeah, that's top of the list. <laughs> Slam dunk. I want to work for the Razzies. Yeah, that'd be fun. <clears throat> yeah. All right, let's see here. So, yeah, Steve Martin back on stage, but we don't know anything about it. Then we get a voicemail. It's the first of many, many jingles for the TBTL phone number, which... To be fair, I I don't know the TBTL phone number. No, it's in I my still phone book. Memorized. I'm real confused about it. Um, I'm mainly pissed about this because after it was listener Kelly's jingle on Monday, but then Luke had to go sing the Cars for Kids jingle like an asshole. Yes. <laughs> um, we don't even get Cars for Kids commercials out here very often, and so when I hear one, it's even more jarring to me. No commentary. Nope. No. 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 Oh, oh, if we talk about it, it'll just get stronger in my mind. I don't want to. No one wants mm-hmm. to talk about Mars. I don't, don't want to give it that power. The Russell Wilson of jingles. Or was that the, Kelly's the, jingle? I think that was Kelly's. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was great. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, it's um, it's pretty talented, pretty smart, but a little short. <laughs> uh, we get an email this is following up on something from last week. Luke had told the story about apparently somebody having the Unabomber's shed in their storage unit because it's being held for the FBI. Listener just says, nope, it's at the museum. <laughs> so Luke met a liar. <laughs> maybe. Or maybe the sequencing of the timeline is different. Museum's not that old, so who knows? Now, um, I probably missed it, but it, the museum, is that uh, Smithsonian or is, it, is this in New York? It's in Washington, but it's an independent museum. Oh, it is. Okay. I believe uh, independent or a partnership with something maybe, but it started out on its own and it's a news museum, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tuesday, 2061, Irrational Numbers of Non-Probability. Meredith, how do you feel about this title? Uh, it was angry making. <laughs> <laughs> Does this mean anything? No. Okay. <laughs> There's no such thing as non-probability. <laughs> <It's> not, <laughs> no. 
She would say it's an irrational title. There is an irrational number, <clears throat> but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not wrapping my mind around how you could have a non-probability. <laughs> well, thank you for the reality check from science. Yep. Um, we started out with a classic Jerry jury rig conversation with a touch of Nazis. Uh, and then we're I, okay. So I heard them go on and on about this. Is it okay for us to say it or not? Because I never heard the conclusion. I must have like blocked faded out. out. Yeah, you had a little trouble with your funky link. <laughs> so is it okay? Or what not? are you saying? You're going to spoil the end of this discussion? Oh, me? <laughs> I have nothing further to say about it. Okay. I'll, I'll re-listen. Mike's gotten a little quiet. Hey, I've said enough uh, controversial stuff on this show. I, I I need to back the F off sometimes. Well, whatever it is, it's rigged. Oh, I think I know what you're going to say. No, I don't think we should say that. Okay. All right. Add it to the list. <laughs> My dad had a phrase, and I'll not repeat it here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. Uh, there's this entertaining thought that TBTL has a shadow office in the Twin Cities. I think it was Andrew who said there's just a phone in a room giving them an address. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. It's like those uh, patent holders in in uh, rural Texas. Yes. Right. Yes, yes. <laughs> I love that the TBTL listener lines just being routed through this room. The phone never stops ringing because people are calling in their jingles. And it's one of those where there's like five buttons and they light up. As the calls come in, they're all blinking. Field them and put them on hold. (laughs) Um, Andrew is, I think, working through his leaving LA bucket list, and he goes to this coffee shop that sells Lotto scratchers, which to me doesn't sound so much like a a coffee shop, quote unquote, as a place where people with no lives go to play Kino all day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think these places get a box of donuts from somewhere to resell so they can call themselves a donut shop. I've lived near one of these and it's just the same three old Italian guys sitting there every day. I don't know if that's the same everywhere. Let me say something about the scratchers. Uh, having gone through what we went through, Emily asked people to send her scratchers. So we got scratchers from all over the country, probably 10 to 15 states, somewhere in between there. And some states actually do make it a little overly complicated. And I think they're trying to trip you up and make you not cash. Uh, but most states, and it sounds like California is one of those things, just scratch the whole thing off and then just hand it to the guy. Don't even worry about it, you know? Now, I haven't done too many scratchers, but the ones that I have done all have instructions yeah. right on the card. Mm-hmm. They do. Like, why do you need to Google... <laughs> How to use the scratcher. However, did people figure this out before YouTube? Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing okay. the return on those is, is pretty bad and <clears throat> probably made even worse by the fact that some people can't comprehend them. So they, they never turn in winning tickets or they never scratch everything off. So I think it's it's a huge win for the state. Oh, sure. Uh, I've definitely met compulsive gamblers who just scratch off the barcode and then hand it in. They don't even right. play it for they the game. They don't even play the game. <laughs> yeah, they're not, they're not wasting any time. They want to give their money away as fast as possible. Right. They hate money. Do you happen to remember how far up Emily got on that little uh, project? Uh, well, we were only able to cash Texas tickets. So I think we cashed maybe 
mm, somewhere around the $100 mark, give or take uh, $20. So we have some winners from other states. We have maybe $50 to $70 worth of winners from other states. But uh, unless I go on a lotto cashing uh, trip, um, which hopefully the tickets might pay for the gas. I don't know. But a lot of them will go uncashed. Well, we have to have a a real conversation here about ownership of these scratchers. Emily right. didn't hit any big winners, so mm-hmm. I guess we'll let it slide. But uh, well, I think I think this the the Luke's question about the lottery tickets that he left in um, DJ Tuna's car that might be the first good jumping off point for entitled etiquette. Luke's new um, mm-hmm. that's what I thought show. How much is he entitled to? That that should be the bottom line of every question on that show is, what am I entitled to here? Well, the answer is usually everything. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, that's the spoiler right. alert for the show Entitled Etiquette. Mm-hmm. Uh, more than you should be. Is the... yeah. um, but this comes back up at the end of the week, too, during the email frenzy. So, uh, I mean, what do you think? Small win, keep it. Big win, split it. That seems fairly logical. I don't know. I think if it was a gift, it's a gift. Yeah. I don't think you have any claim to it once you give it away. So if you won, if you if someone gave, if I gave you a scratcher and you won $50,000, you would just be like, cool, thanks. Well, I might do something nice for you as mm-hmm. a thank you, but I, I wouldn't feel like I had to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, how much does it cost to file a restraining order against Christy? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Stay away from my money. <laughs> my biggest well, experience with scratchers uh was basically my dad would give it give them to us at Christmas or whatever as after we were adults, not when we were kids, and um, I'm sure he wanted us to win money, you know, so we wouldn't be looking to him, you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's loaded. Like if we won money, he'd be like, "Yeah, good, go have your money." <laughs> um, I the whole time this whole conversation, I was just thinking of the tax implications. Uh-huh. Yes, because you can't gift people a certain over a certain amount of money and out it changes each tax. well and also you win fifty thousand dollars that's like thirty thousand dollars exactly yeah so you got to think of it that way too and then you have to be careful not to give people too much cash so i thought that luke's idea of just going on a cool vacation that's yeah that's a good idea i didn't like that i why i want that i want to keep that money i don't want to blow that money <clears throat> do you want to keep that money as the person who received and scratched the ticket, or do you want a... to keep your cut as the person who gifted? No, the I ticket? don't expect a. I don't expect a cut. But um, to me, I'm a pretty good gambling. I'm a bad gambling loser because I take it really personally, and I I just hate it. And that's one of the reasons I'm not really much of a gambler anymore. But I was always a good gambling winner. When I get up, I'm like, all right, I'm out. All right, see you guys. Mm-hmm. Put it in the bank. But you know Luke's never going to save any money. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. He's going right to Bali. No, he's going to get yeah, another so boat, probably. <laughs> so if he's going to buy me a vacation, I'll take it. Yeah. Take what you can get. Mm-hmm. That's entitled etiquette. Oh, I like it from Andrew's perspective, that the, the trip to Bali. But, but yeah, from yeah. the winner's perspective, I'd be like, eh, maybe not. All right. Yeah. I mean, I've never had too much thought on this either way. I would just probably do something nice for the person who bought me the ticket and move on. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also probably pay off the student loans that I like to ignore as much as possible. Like, mm-hmm. there's just too much 
big picture debt crap that I'd be worried about first. So I would just, it's not like I'd be uh, blowing it on lavish things and then rubbing it in the face of the person who bought me the ticket. <laughs> no, no. They'd be like, oh, that's, that bastard paid his student loan. Oh, I yeah. hate that guy <laughs> How so dare much. He? <laughs> Uh, on to the top story from Tuesday, an 18-year-old who pretends to be a state senator <laughs> speaking at a government class. Uh, this is in Ohio, and uh, the police have been brought into the situation and charges are being pressed. I like his I posse. Don't... <laughs> yeah. I don't think this is a 911-worthy no. event, but I also think he's making it up that it was a project. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This oh, was not a project. Is. He's trying to cover his ass, and it's not going to work. It would be easy it's to a... prove if it were a project because there would be some, you know. There would be yeah. a teacher right. saying, yes, <laughs> yeah. I assigned him to do this. Right. But it is a good prank, and it is weird that because, like, Andrew, I think it was Andrew that pointed out is he's not assuming the the identity. He's not going around mm-hmm. and signing autographs or getting money or whatever, but he went in as, as himself he's yeah it is interesting of the fake kim kardashian really i mean he's just <laughs> hey i'm super cool and famous look at me why didn't they google him well and the level of incompetence that he exposed on so many different levels yes yeah. is interesting he should write a paper yeah yes this government teacher should be fired if he hasn't been mm-hmm. already uh but you know that doesn't work that way with teachers but should be thoroughly embarrassed and humiliated publicly more. Uh, yeah, way to go, 18-year-old kid. <laughs> uh, and what did they say? Apparently, by all accounts, the speech was actually really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so what does it matter? He didn't hurt anybody. Uh, we get mentions of uh, Empire Records and Airheads. Yeah, I can't believe they mixed those up. Yeah. Followed What's by a voicemail. Heads? Is that a thing? Wasn't there a movie called Tapeheads? Mm-hmm. I'm looking. Not that I know. Tapeheads, 1988. John Cusack. Really? Big Let me shots guess. He works at a record store. A couple of creative losers accidentally become big shots in the video music industry. Uh, Tim Tim Robbins, I think. And John hmm. Cusack. How many other movies with that plot, more or less, were there in the late 80s? Yeah. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> Uh, we get a voicemail. It's another jingle. It's Lauren's jingle, and it's great, but it has the wrong number. <laughs> it's okay. She fixed it, guys. It's all good. Yeah, hers is still my favorite. It is yeah. so it's catchy. Solid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When is Jeremy going to get his in? <laughs> he said he was going to rap. Yeah. No. I'm no. Hear no, it. no. Yeah. 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 He yeah. wants to do a techno. Oh. Oh boy. <laughs> Why can't he do our voicemail number? He's our producer. No. Right. Well, he could. I think he should do a techno version in a different accent, like the other one that comes in. Yeah, oh, yeah like oh, a German accent. Uh, oh, yeah, that won't be mildly offensive. Mm-hmm. If anybody does one to world music, I'm quitting the show. <laughs> <laughs> Just waiting for Hank Azaria's jingle. Um, Wednesday, 2062, Don't Mess with the Wolster. Luke's in Portland uh, and uh, recounts being... Uh, well, Rudy put the moves on Luke <laughs> in the middle of the night. Uh, this is why the dog sleeps on my husband's side of the bed, not mine, because he gets this all the time. Wait, before, Molly, just Molly hang on. likes to make out? Oh, yeah. Oh. 
She loves to kiss people. Yes. Aww. Rudy, she gave Luke's <laughs> yes. big fat Albanian face a nice French kiss. <laughs> yes. I love that he said so many layers of of security had been broken <laughs> yes. for that to happen. Not to make this uh, all about me, but I recently took a new um, photo uh, for my Facebook profile. Emily took it of me the um, in front of this barbecue place, and I've got uh, some jackalope antlers going. And uh, listener Reed commented on my picture and asked me if I was part Albanian, and I thought that was really, really hurtful. But because uh, he's implying that my face is too fat. I thought you looked very slim in that photo. Oh, thank you, Meredith. I could see a little bit of Regis Philbin. <laughs> Rust. <laughs> little Reg. <laughs> just a little. Sure. And I think we're all just agreeing to not think about where Rudy's tongue has been. He told us. Mm, well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, One we, of our dogs does that on a regular basis, does the uh, poop eating. And uh, yeah, uh, she when she comes in, it's pretty obvious uh, what she's been doing. Uh we get some embarrassing stories, uh, starting with Luke recounting uh, getting a rejectionish email from a book agent years ago, uh, and being a little tired and emotional when he got it, and firing back like a like a nasty, frustrated, obnoxious email back at this person. And then realizing years later, just recently, he may be interacting with that person again, completely having forgotten <laughs> yeah. the previous interaction. I'm feeling is... that a little bit because uh, back in the day when I first took a shot at writing a book, I did send some stuff out and got some, you know, pretty frank rejections. And mm-hmm. I handled it well. I mean, I was mad, right? Because you do get mad because people are kind of rejecting your life. Yeah. You know, right. Oh, boring pass you know <laughs> so it, it's hard not to take personally but i didn't i didn't do anything rash so that like if if the time ever does come when someone's interested i won't you know i, I won't have previously belittled them in some way which it, maybe he did to this guy yeah and this is apparently maybe sarah vowell's book agent and sarah's going to mm-hmm. be on or was just on live wire yeah which is why this all came up uh Andrew, for his part, has a similar fear, which is that he is afraid he's going to blow up on someone with his classic road rage and then realize that it's someone he was going to meet. (laughs) (laughs) I know. That's great. I have done this. What? My boss cut me off on the highway and I honked at her and I Ah! flipped her off. Did you know it was your boss? Not until afterwards. Uh, That is so terrible. What was the fallout? There was none. She did not know it was me. I saw her and I was like, whoa, I'm going to a different part of this highway right now. And I escaped unharmed, but it was horrifying. It sounds like a movie plot or like, I mean, it was fully her fault. She's a bad driver. So I didn't feel that bad. She was oblivious to it. It happens all the time. She really, she really was wrong. So she's not my boss anymore. I've moved on, but, um, I didn't feel that bad once I once I realized she didn't know who I was. Oh man, you just gave me a lot of anxiety for a few seconds. <laughs> me too. Me too. <laughs> and this is why Meredith moved to Texas. Yep, mm-hmm. I had to pack my bags and move away. Uh, Luke mentions that Stens are busybodies and snoops, 
I forget exactly what he was talking about, the stents creeping on, but it's, it is generally accurate, yes. Mm-hmm. And and the fact that it's coming out of your mouth, uh, you are the biggest snoop there is, Bobby. Uh, I am I am discreet, <laughs> but you're a snoop. Bobby does he doesn't need to ask for your address. I don't call hotel he rooms. He has it. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're not a you're not a creep, but well, you're a snoop. You know everything. Yeah, I know things. <laughs> I know how to find things. Yes, you do. All right, Red. Uh, uh, one of the sponsors of Wednesday shows from Round Ball, Texas, more like Round Ball Tesh X. It's Round that. Rock. It's Round <laughs> Rock, and that's probably where we're going to be staying in a moderately priced sweet hotel. Right? Excuse me. Yes, Round Rock, Round Ball Rock, Texas. Round Ball Tesh X. Come on, <laughs> you're better than that. Top story: Millennials don't eat cereal because they're lazy motherfuckers. Is this true? I don't. Christy, you're a millennial, right? No, you're not. The... I just did a thing. I don't. I don't understand any of these things of where you are or what you are. It's like so a fifteen-year did... window. I think every one of those generations. From from some definitions, I am because it, some people think it starts in eighty mm-hmm. or eighty-one. I was born of at the end of eighty-one. Born? Yes. Oh yeah, no. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm still not it. I'm a millennial. Yes, Bobby is. I, Do you like cereal? I I don't hate cereal. I don't go out of my way for is, a lot of cereal, but it's not because I'm is lazy. Is it because you're too lazy? Oh, okay. No, cereal still... seems like the most low-maintenance breakfast right. you could have. Yes. Well, mm. and we have we have these little things at work that are individual-sized cereals that you just pour the milk into into the vessel. Mm-hmm. I, that's I, too I, much work. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I can't peel this lid off. uh similarly i guess millennials don't use coffee makers and so we're we're a little all over the map on this we do brew a pot of coffee in the morning and we grind our beans and make the coffee and then so do i we have a keurig um that we use sort of in the evening if one person wants a cup of coffee but we don't want to make a pot and then at work i have a french press that i use if i make a small pot of coffee in the morning with that because we have like a hot water spigot. Uh, and then we also have a Keurig that I use occasionally. It's one of those little single cup ones though. So you got to bring the water over to it anyway. I think this is more of just uh, a generation of people being brought up with Starbucks. It's easier just to go somewhere and buy the coffee that way mm-hmm. than it is to have right. a coffee machine. But also I've read a bunch of these articles on millennials because I hate myself and I hate <laughs> this whole topic of millennials. There'll probably be a drone strike coming up. Spoiler alert. But um, they also st- still live at home. That's one of the big things is that millennials aren't moving out of their parents' house and so maybe their bedroom just doesn't have room for a coffee machine, mm. coffee maker, whatever you call it. Well, I thought about this. And when I was the age that the millennials are now, which is a long time ago, but uh, there weren't coffee shops. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so you, ju- you went to AMPM or something. Right. You, maybe. Could, you could go to a gas station or you could make your own coffee. And now that's just I mean, it's everywhere. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, I prefer to make coffee, and I do make coffee, but it's it, 
if uh, if I don't have anything handy, it's I can find it easily. You know? Right. Ever since I moved to Texas, since it's always so disgustingly hot here, I have, I think I've mentioned this before, I've been drinking mostly cold brew, mm-hmm. which is very, I've made my own cold brew, that's fine, but I can just buy it yeah. in this, I can buy the concentrate, and all mm-hmm. I have to do is pour it in a cup right. and add some milk, and it's super easy. So I have a coffee maker, I have a Chemex, I have a French press, I have all these different devices, and I usually am just like, eh, <laughs> pour this in a cup and drink it. Yep. Just to pull back the curtain for a minute, the notes on today's uh, show for this line just say, top story, millennials don't eat cereal or use coffee makers. And nobody wrote any notes except Mike, who wrote, they are dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm trying to stay away from saying controversial things this week, (laughs) but you outed me. I think you'd be okay. Millennials, make your case. Uh, if for some reason you're you're too lazy to eat cereal, I'd be interested to hear that. I've never been on the same wavelength as my colleagues. You're you're the greatest generation, right? Oh right. my gosh, <laughs> he's two two generations in front of me. He's because I'm yeah mentally he's a greatest generation. Isn't that what it's called? And who the fuck makes these names up? Obviously. Whoever was part of the greatest generation made that name up. Yeah, that's good. Tom Brokaw made that up. Yeah, yeah, I think he did. He said it on a show, a I think. book or something, yeah, too, he, right? Because they, they fought book. in a real war, so they get to say that. Whatever. I own it. <laughs> I haven't read it. Oh, of course you do. <laughs> so the baby boomers' parents shit out a bunch of kids, so that's their name, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, Aiden. Uh, then it's Generation X, which I think I'm on the the very edge of i'm almost a baby boomer but i'm a gen x you didn't boom any babies so yeah and also i also did not boom any babies out (laughs) most demographers and commentators use birth dates ranging from the early 1960s to the early 1980s for gen x yeah right so i'm kind of in the middle because 81 some people would call that gen x some people would call it millennial right and i always thought uh, the millennials were Generation Y. Yeah, I think it's the same but thing. But they renamed it millennials because they wanted to make it sound, I don't know. Dumber. Dumber. Stupider. Yeah. yeah. We'll save that for the next episode of Entitled Etiquette. Well, and then mm-hmm. then we're setting ourselves up for Generation Z. And then what do you do? You go to, like, to Generation AA after that? Is it like yeah. Rose at a basketball game? <laughs> no, then someone else will call themselves something else the even greater like generation the even greater <laughs> greaterest generation yeah. uh luke has had a vb6 cereal renaissance because he likes the alternative almond milk <laughs> he likes the almond juice <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and we think i'm old these guys tell which cereals they like andrew's eating crispix which i actually mm-hmm. do like uh, and luke is eating grape nuts well, Luke eats grape nuts because that's a cereal that you get when you're poor for free. Oh, I didn't know that. So, yeah. So you get that and then you come up with all combinations of things to make it actually edible. Why is that the free cereal? Is it because people buy it and then they don't want it and they give it away to the food <laughs> bank? <laughs> it's at the food bank. I thought you got Cheerios too. I think, and Cheerios I think are a lot so. more palatable than grape nuts. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think also because if you've ever had the a box of grape nuts it feels like it's never ending mm-hmm. because right. there's so much in that so that that's probably a Susie Burbank I would like special. to combine uh, grape nuts 
and Captain Crunch. That way I can cut every part <laughs> you, of my mouth. Because you hate your mouth, yeah. Um, but him talking about you put it and you soak it, the, you're supposed to, well, what my combination was is you get it warm, like warm milk in the grape nuts, let it sit, mm-hmm. and then put a little honey on it. It's not so bad. Good. Warm you nuts? You like them? You like them mm-hmm. warm? I like warm nuts in my mouth, yeah. Mm-hmm. We get some media recommendations. Luke has been uh, digging on a new ESPN podcast by Beetle and Shelbourne. Uh, the surprise, the sportscasters were both women. Yeah, and I don't know what? about the, the Shelbourne woman, but Michelle Beetle, I've heard her on the radio and seen her show before, a different show on TV when she who was tolerating Colin Cowherd. Um, <laughs> and she's great. Yeah. Uh, um, can I make a comment? Luke talks about how the website is terrible. It's like one of the worst, he says. I just would like him to look at the America Public Media media player. And that's all oh, I'm going to say. Yes. Yeah. Uh, my thought as I was listening to that was, I wonder what Christy went through listening this. <laughs> <laughs> I just was like, really? Have you ever looked at your site? Of course he hasn't. Yeah, out loud I said that as I was driving. <laughs> hey, I just listened to seven consecutive minutes without losing my connection. Right, right. Or it still says I've I, I've completed the episode and it still says I'm on minute 738. Right, and when you're looking for a timestamp because we're trying, no, oh yeah, trying to do a show. Then, yeah, don't do it. Yeah, you have yeah. to download it and then play it because if you play mm-hmm. it on their player, it won't tell you what time it is. Anyone else need to vent? No, that was. I've been meaning to yell about that for a while, but I'm glad Christy <laughs> Christy did it for me. Really. I mean, we have a shitty site that we maybe pay like what a hundred dollars a year for, and our media player's better. Yeah, it works. <laughs> hey guys, yeah, it works. You could pick up stickers, little red bandwagon stickers at littleredbandwagon.com, <laughs> and your ten stickers. Don't forget about your ten stickers. Uh, mm-hmm. Get your Easter shopping done now. Littleredbandwagon.com. Help us pay for that slightly less shitty website. <laughs> <laughs> it's still better than America Public Media site. Let's remember that. Yeah. Multi-million-dollar company. Right. If you want to hire Jeremy to do to redo your site, you know where to find him. Well, we'll just it's wait true. till the till the guy gets fired. Um, <laughs> for oh wait, that's Bonneville. Yeah. Oh yeah. For Jeremy's resume and shirtless pictures, email littleredbandwagon at gmail dot com. <laughs> uh, Andrew recommends the Axe Files, David Axelrod's podcast at U Chicago. Um, which it's a great name. I also haven't heard too yet, but if you've got that, you got to own it. Axe Files is great. Mm-hmm. I've heard bits of it. It's really good. It's politics and it's interesting. Yeah, I should give it a try. Um, I love the echo chamber that is rewatching West Wing for the hundredth time. So why wouldn't I like the Axe Files? Um, what else do we have? More emails, more jingles. Brian in Portland. Uh, and a terrible one so bad they don't give us the name. Are we out of Jingle Talk? Um, the British one? Is, is that the one you're talking about? I lost Isn't track of which one's one? one? I think this was the, tech, the weird like German accent techno well, one. Well, it's, it's hard because it's multi-tracked. And so when you're listening to it, you get caught in the background. Mm. And then you don't even remember what the song is. And then... I don't even remember what show I'm listening well, to. Well, here's, here's yeah. a tip for people who do multi-track recordings. If the first track is terrible, layering another track behind it, uh, 
makes it just that much more terrible. So <laughs> cut your losses after the first one and just send that one in. <laughs> I had a small comment. I think Andrew kept calling it a mnemonic device. <laughs> like it had pneumonia. <laughs> and <laughs> it's mnemonic. I don't know. There might be a time and a place for a mnemonic device. <laughs> uh, it's Susie's birthday. Luke's mom's birthday and his sister Hannah's birthday. And that leads to and so on and so forth and Scooby-Dooby-Doo. <laughs> what a tangent. I like that he always thought that it was made up. <laughs> yep. And I was really sad when we didn't get to hear that song. I know. I yeah, they song. really dangled the different strokes theme song in front of us, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, birthday shout out to DJ, who I think turns eight uh, on this <laughs> leap year. And my friend uh, Michael Kirsch at work, who's turning seven. They, they, these guys rarely get birthday shout outs, so I wanted to get that yeah. out there. Yes. Congratulations, guys. Um, I don't know what Kirsch enjoys, but... Uh, DJ, I hope you have a, a bitchin' bowl of Chex Mix and some exotic meats and make the most Chris of it. Chris just needs to do some uh, serious head banging and then some serious muscle relaxing. <laughs> yeah. Of course his name is Kirsch. Kirsch! <laughs> On a Thursday, 2063, Upper Middies Cheese. Uh, Luke is proud of his smug lunch, but not so much of his shame donut. Uh, and, and Andrew has been cock-blocked out of staying in St. Paul. It was the chicken convention? That, yeah. Yes. Poultry. That was the best line ever. <laughs> literally cock-blocked. Cock literally right? cock-blocked. That's not where I thought he was going to go with that. I was really <laughs> concerned about what was coming next. Is Fifth. anyone else concerned about the sign? I, maybe it's just here in Texas, but there are signs um, that are over intersections now and in front of fire stations that say don't block the box oh they have these in new york too it, My, it, so it says don't block the blocks no no i can't say it <laughs> block block the box minus two points minus two what points. because you get points on your license oh. i think in the east coast oh oh it's not like a fun driving game <laughs> no i know that's what i thought when i first got there yes it's grand theft Auto. what do they mean what is what it means don't come into the intersection right. so if you stop at a red light and you <clears throat> inch into the intersection or how you try to skate like oh the light's yellow right. i'm going to go turn and then if you're blocking that you can get a ticket mm -hmm. yeah also uh they have it in front of fire stations here so that the fire trucks will be able like if the fire if the fire station is near a busy intersection there's a section where you're not allowed to wait for the light to change because so, the fire mm -hmm. trucks need to be able to back out. And so they put up the sign and say, don't block the box. And it's just a little, just a little sexual to me. Just a, little. <laughs> a lot sexual. Uh, and good advice. Uh, <laughs> right. It's not just the law, Bobby. It's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I think it was Andrew who suggests he might go get some chicken wings as a form of revenge. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Tell yourself uh, whatever you have to tell yourself to go get your chicken wings. That's yeah, exactly. Uh, so this week in the Twin Cities or the Twin Bay Cities uh, is chock full of a lot of cross promotion. There's going to be an episode of Livewire. The timing seems convenient. I, I can't tell if they built the rest of this around an episode of Livewire going randomly to Minneapolis or St. Paul or whatever. But that's happening. And I think they mentioned before Luke's going to be guesting on some other show. 
Oh, probably because he's in town. Right. And so they're they're making a whole thing of it. And Andrew's going if he can get a mm. hotel room. And they're going to do a little meetup after Livewire for TBTL. Something casual. Well, what I thought was funny is Andrew's such a non-rule breaker that the hotels were trying to hint at him. Are you in town for the poultry? <laughs> Are you in town? Yes. No, you no. have a, no. A, a block of rooms. Why, yes, I am, sure? little lady. Yeah. I'm here for the chicken wing sauce breakout session. Right. right. <laughs> Got my uh, that's still better than the omelet making breakout session. Yeah. <laughs> I could use that. I'm not much. I can't. I'm not a good omelet maker. As a man who makes breakfast for... His better half regularly. I would have thought you'd have that down. No, I'm pretty terrible he's at omelets her, and pancakes. He's convinced her that scrambles are better than omelets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I do eggs every, any other kind of way, but uh, the omelet I've never mastered. I was a breakfast cook for s- several years. I can teach you. All right, that's uh, our breakout session right there. L-R-B. As long as I have the right color on my laminate, I can get into. Yep. Into <laughs> omelet meetup. We're gonna have to have an omelet meetup now, Meredith. You're gonna have to come out and teach us all. Okay, I can do poached eggs, too. Stop showing off. Mm -hmm. Uh, Apparently, TBTL is also going to do a live show somewhere in the Midwest in June. So hold that space. Maybe Minneapolis? Yeah. Does that count? (laughs) As a different Midwest live show? Yeah, because they're not doing a live show. Hmm. They're not doing a TBTL live show. Not this time, they're not. Yeah. Fair enough. I'm sure that's where it's going to be, because the what they call it, the mothership is there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that would make sense. Um, we get a, we get a dad joke from Luke saying that uh, he can only afford a single tree hotel. <laughs> <laughs> I love stupid dad jokes. Uh, the value of having AAA. Do you guys have AAA? I do. And we even yes. have the, not the cheap one, but the medium level one. I don't anymore because it doesn't do anything that our insurance doesn't already do. Yeah, me too. So I had it in Michigan, but I don't have it in Texas. My dad gives it to me for Christmas every year. Solid Christmas present. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used to use it a lot because my um, boss had eight cars and a lot of them were old. So I was constantly having to use my AAA to get those towed to the shops or jumped or tires to use your triple a yeah his cars i do find that having triple a means i get to be a hero like once every six months or so i'll have a friend or someone whose battery is dead or needs you know needs something and i'm always just like we get five calls and never use them all why not Mm -hmm. uh talk of lee iacocca and shitty 80s cars um, because I'm a millennial, my shitty car was actually a 90s shitty car, not an 80s shitty car. <laughs> I had an 88 Subaru. That was my first car. It was made out of rust. <laughs> and yet you were still <laughs> well, able to rescue yeah. dogs with it? Because that's all I know people do with Subarus. It was mostly driven by a dog, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then, Bobby, what was your car again? Uh, I had a couple. I had a I had an early '90s Dodge Shadow. That okay. was my very first car, and I drove it until it threw a rod, and it ended its life in fairly dramatic fashion. And then I got an early '90s Pontiac Sunbird, that was a stick, 
And the day I learned how to drive, it was the day I bought it from a music teacher from two towns over who sold it to me for not a lot of cash and gave me one free lesson as part of the deal. Sorry. I loved that and car. Like, I drove it until Your everything... first car was a Model T. <laughs> <laughs> My first car was actually had horsepower. <laughs> no, uh, I didn't have I didn't have a shitty car. I had a pretty nice car. I had a nineteen seventy six Datsun two eighty Z and I had that um until about eighty seven or eighty eight when I finally sold it and then you had then i stole um no um there were a couple cars before i stole a uh, 1988 ford aerostar van which was used in a lot of uh, my robberies i've had a question for a while about this aerostar van how long did you end up having it probably at least two years maybe three because you got it was coming out of a maintenance bay or something, Two right? Years. So. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was parked outside. Um, it was a, I was walking around trying to get someone to let me test drive a car by myself so that I could just take it. But mm-hmm. the um, the salesman kept wanting to to get in, and then I would just say, "Oh, you know, I changed my mind." And so I was walking between dealerships, and there was uh, there was a car outside of the um, service department of the Ford dealership, and it was idling. I guess, you know, they'd fixed it or whatever, or they had not fixed it, and they were trying to figure out what was wrong with it. Anyway, it was running, so I took it and changed the plates on it and drove back to Gainesville. That was in Jacksonville, by the way. Shout out to Lauren. Hi, Lauren. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Lauren, whose mom had to get her minivan replaced. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if the... Mike, do you know this? Was the dealership liable for that car? I don't know, but I it, it's a very funny story for someone to tell, I think, yeah. that they've been telling Did their whole life. Did you get in life. trouble for that car? I, that I never your... had to pay the price for that car. I, th- I just huh. think Florida didn't want to extradite me from the state of Washington mm-hmm. over a stolen car. Right. It's now, not my... extraditable, I, don't, I think, on their part. No. My question has always been about maintenance on that vehicle. I think you had mm-hmm. it for long enough that you'd probably need to do some oil changes and mm-hmm. you know maybe get some stuff replaced and uh it's it's kind of like running an illegal business and having nowhere to put the cash right well how do you get the car taken care of without having any kind of paperwork well nobody nobody looks at the vin that's as long as true. you have plates on it you know that's how you that's how the mechanic identifies your car just by your plate. And do you think the people at the Jiffy Lube actually check any of that stuff? <laughs> yeah, no. you're not taking it to the dealership. Well, no. that's true. Right. Right. Some half the time the Jiffy Lube forgets to put the oil back in. I am not yeah. taking so. my car to a dealership because I heard they disappear sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not safe. Yeah. It's not safe. It's not safe. <laughs> All right, we get a conversation about LA geography and things being north or south of cheese. That didn't make any sense it didn't to me. Make sense. Okay, so it, didn't make sense. it gets ex- and I love that we hear a confession that Andrew had no idea what he was talking about <laughs> and wasn't paying attention. <laughs> yeah. And we all said, "Yes, welcome so, to we the know. club." <laughs> yeah, no, welcome to the club. Uh, top story is that damn Daniel uh, vines turned into or Snapchat videos turned into. YouTube, I'm so old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a question about this um, because I also am old. 
the kid who made the videos and says, damn, Daniel, he's the funny one. Mm-hmm. He's done all the work. And he got a surfboard. Yes. Is that right? And then yeah, the kid Daniel got the who's vans. Daniel, who's just the subject of the picture, gets all the attention. Well, he mm-hmm. is the one who worked hard on his outfit every day. Okay. I just want to make sure. <laughs> but yes, he Whoa. got a lifetime supply of vans. Mm-hmm. Is he is he that cute? I haven't looked at it. He's probably really yeah, cute, right? He's pretty cute. Yeah, I haven't looked. But I d- if there's anything that proves I'm not a millennial, it's that I didn't get this at all. This was not funny to me. I don't me. know that there's anything to get. Why do people like it, though? He's making a funny voice. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. Right. Um, I just think there's nothing worse than other people's ins- inside jokes, especially from high school. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I had a group of friends who all wore Hawaiian shirts on Fridays. Damn, Bobby. Good one. <laughs> That's insane. With the Hawaiian shirts again. Back at it. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I got. I want to party with those guys. With the Stussy shirts again. <laughs> <laughs> it is Stussy, right? I, I, there's an umlaut over the U, isn't there? Yes. I've heard... I've heard so when we were kids, it was Stussy, but I've heard people calling it now Stussy, and either they're wrong or we're wrong, but I don't care. God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm right there with you. It doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> so fuck you, or I'm Stussy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Luke gives us a wee doggy in the clear. That was fun. Uh, and we have conversations about this one, two, three mountain website, which I was not familiar with at all, no, but apparently no. an article in outside magazine, they're basically listing stuff. And then, uh, just not basically Luke's chair nightmares are coming true for people buying mm-hmm. stuff from one, two, three mountain. Right. I've had a, I've always had this business idea, very illegitimate business, but, uh, where I just send out invoices to company <laughs> <laughs> do you know that you might get st- that's that's an actual thing yeah you're not the first oh person. i know there's like phone I, company fake fake like phone book companies that always oh or um trademark trademarks mm-hmm. um buying domains i last week i got three different invoices to renew our domain at work and mm-hmm. all of its fake. we used yeah. to get like copy machine toner Oh, yep. That one, too. Uh, So go at it. Absolutely. Just cast So you'd be an invoice troll. Yeah. (laughs) And I would send invoices that were pertinent to their business, you know, things that were were services that they probably actually get from somebody, just not me. I haven't provided them, but I've provided an invoice for them to pay. Right. And you just hope- It would work enough. You land someone new in the accounting department. Yep. It would work enough to where I could get a solid strike two going on my phone. <laughs> uh, Luke tells us about the stools that he and Carrie want to order for the house. And he's going on and on about being worried that they're not going to arrive. And then after a ton of time, we found out he ordered them off Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a shady outfit there. Yeah. Better get be the careful insurance. with those guys. I just, oh, God. The amount of times I've sent random shit back that I got through Amazon just because I didn't like the way it was, like, a corner was dinged. Or I just decided I didn't want it. They don't care. 
No. The stuff no. always comes and you can always return it. A machine does it all. Yeah. So I think we just, Luke, you're not listening, but you can trust Amazon.com. It'll be okay. <laughs> um, and this is also where we get a conversation about noose knuckles. Moose knuckles. What was that? Let's see how many times I can say it in 30 seconds. Moose knuckles. Moose knuckles. I'm going to stop now. <laughs> um, do we have commentary on this? Or it was actually um, a friend of the show, Stubot, who suggested on Facebook loudly that this be our clip of the week. Yes. So maybe we should just play it. Yeah. I'll tell you an unfortunate part of this is that the, one of the jackets in question is produced by a company called Moose Knuckles. Oh, which I, which, it really is, isn't it? And I didn't yeah. even, that went right past me. It sounds, by the way, like the company ultimately really did the right thing. The company itself, uh, Moose Knuckle, um, three, there was a Moose Knuckles 3Q jacket. Uh, the Moose Knuckles company eventually heard about this and they just went ahead and basically sent this person the jacket for half price. So it ended up being a good deal for them all in all, but that, which is thanks to the generosity of that company. I will say uh, I wouldn't wear anything called moose knuckles because when Camaro Kevin and I talk about it, that's when your pants are too tight and your moose knuckles are hanging out. You know what? Suddenly 123 Mountain seems like a really good name for an outdoor <laughs> store. I have nothing to say coming back from that clip. <laughs> I have something. Um as as someone as an older gentleman who frequently racks himself uh with the seam of my <laughs> pants or shorts i'm uncomfortable with the with the moose knuckles because i'm i'm always thinking is there anyone who's comfortable with them I, I, I'm, I'm just thinking does that hurt you know i'm concerned for the fella usually like I want to get him some looser pants, you know, not just for decorum, just because, because I don't want him to feel the pain that I feel when I'm getting out the back of the realtor's car over and over again. And, I, <laughs> and my seam just just slices my bag right in half. <laughs> and then, I, and then uh, Emily's like, are you okay? I'm walking really slow and I'm, you know, pale and I'm about to throw up. No, I'm good. <laughs> That's good. Nice house. That's the reason you bought the house. You didn't. You I didn't even want to get out of that. <laughs> yeah, you feel bad for vomiting in the front yard. I didn't want to get out of that SUV one more time. Mm-hmm. Luke bought a Subaru off eBay from Stormville, New York, years ago, and uh, even his worst story about buying something online ends with the fact that he got the money he needed for the repairs from the guy he bought it from. Yeah, it was surprisingly um, uh, kind and gallant, good I guess, deal. of the fellow. Yeah. Yeah. And then the chair showed up. <laughs> uh, email segments, even more jingles, including some creepy ones. I've lost track of which jingles were which days, so if you care, you're going to have to speak up because I don't know. Yeah. My favorite is still Lawrence. Got it. I agree. Friday, 2064, the Coat Hook Paradox. Great name. Great paradox. Uh, well, maybe not paradox, but great name by Andrew. Luke's in Bellingham. Rudy has been boarded. She's out of the way. Uh, and Luke and Carrie are heading to Port Townsend this weekend. 
to host some Oscar movie screen party thing that they've done before. Um, and Andrew is freaking out over moving because he's moving next week and mm-hmm. has not done anything <laughs> to get ready. It sounds like they are going to have to give in and just let the movers pack their garbage. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally understand. He's definitely have going to have like a giant panic attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's not feeling the stress, and then it's all of a sudden just going to... I think it's started now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And how about uh, Vives just, hey, let's have a going away party. Oh, I can't make it. Here, here <laughs> you host it, you it. social yeah. introvert. <laughs> <laughs> That's my worst nightmare. <laughs> I can see this happening to me, too. Oh, right. me, too. Right. My husband like, loves to have parties. Yeah, Duff's yeah. like, all right, we're going to do this. This is awesome. I've got, I'll be out of town, but I'll be back. Yeah. Nope. Not going to nope. be back. Yeah. All you, Sorry. Meredith. Enjoy. Enjoy talking to my work friends. Right. right. Yeah. They're coming. I love the conversation. Do you do you have to pack? Do you really have to pack? I, I will have to say, I have hated helping people move when you show up and realize all their shit's just oh. sort of still oh. out. It's the worst. It's disrespectful. Who are these people? Uh, That's when I pack their garbage. Right. I just start throwing stuff together like, oh, here's an empty box. I'm going to slide everything off your bookshelf mm-hmm. into it. Hope it doesn't break. Yeah. <laughs> It's so rude. Uh, I've definitely been in that position several times because I'm a sucker who helps people move. Mm. Mm -hmm. Don't ever get a truck. Me too. Yeah, exactly. Um, For Luke's side, this is the Kodok Paradox. Phase one at Burbank Springs is coming to a close. And uh, he's just not sure what to do with himself. Not that he was doing any of the work before. Mm -hmm. Um, I like the thought that Maybe he would focus on TBTL, but that's not likely. No. Um, Andrew's going away party is at a bar that shall not be named, except that Luke names a very detailed, specific menu item only exclusive to that bar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I had it looked up. I can't remember the name of it. It's uh, starts with an M. Uh, Malo. But, but here's the thing: people just don't be creepy. Yeah. I think we've proven that not everyone can handle that. But you don't dangle a, a a menu item like that out there and don't and not expect me to go if I'm in the Los Angeles area. I might not be there when Andrew's there, but yeah, go a different I would day. definitely be like, huh? I'm, I'm yeah. going to go get one of those. Those ground beef Sounds and pickle tacos are going to get some hop-ons. Yeah, yeah, I would be mm. one of the hop-ons. Uh, we get more cheese geography talk. Mm. Um. Andrew's guilt about not knowing LA. Yeah, that 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 felt very real cuz I mean, I learn areas very quickly when I move there, but but I I've never been responsible for <laughs> for a news program about that area from the moment I landed there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that that I never even thought about that before. That had to be really stressful. I think for somebody's going to make you flashcards at that point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rancho Penasquitas versus Rancho Cucamonga. I mean, how do I know which one is which? I don't know. One of them is where Workaholics is set. That's the only thing I can Oh, that's right. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> uh, and then we get uh, our top story, which is an email frenzy. God, I love that stupid email frenzy drop. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I actually emailed the guys Friday morning, and all I wrote was in all capital letters, Make sure to use the email frenzy drop. I don't know if it helped, but I'm glad they did. Yeah. Uh, 
more jingles. TBTL has a new SoundCloud page featuring the picture of a hot dog across the top. Man, they're really suffering from hot dog story syndrome. They, yeah. <laughs> we are so deep in their heads on that. That's HTSS. Yeah. Just have updated your notes. HTSS. <laughs> Thanks. So uh, helpful. We get a, a a dream court situation, a voicemail from one ten to another ten to the show. Uh, we get an email about how to split the pot on scratchers. We get an update on karaoke night, which we'll talk about more in a minute. Uh, Andrew talks about how he feels like he's moving back to Seattle too soon because not enough has changed. He said the same about Boston. I got to tell him, other than the fact that there are more condos, Boston still hasn't changed. It's the same old city full of racist white people. (laughs) Uh, They're just filming more movies there. There's more bad accenting going on in the streets. Mm -hmm. Right. Otherwise, it's all the same. And we get your music for your weekend. Andrew just pillages an old recommendation from Stubot from an email from a week or two ago with Serengeti's No Beginner featuring a lot of hot dog talk. Yep. Luke just pillages the work of his colleagues by recommending Open Mike Eagles Very Much Money. And listener Jojo Joey Joseph, not Jojo, not our Jojo, but a listener named Joseph, uh, recommends Ezra Furman and the Harpoons Take Off Your Sunglasses, a perfectly mediocre indie song. That was a pretty nice gesture from uh, from them to uh, let JLJ pick a song. <laughs> Is that who it was? Yes, <clears throat> because was Luke called him out uh, as someone who works on Livewire. He's volunteers at Livewire. I, I'm irritated because I sent in a song that I want to hear uh-huh. uh, earlier in the week, and I was really looking forward to hearing it, and they didn't play it. I I told you guys about a song. Uh, on the new Macklemore album that everyone should listen to what was because it, it mentions hot dogs. It's called Let's Eat. Okay. <laughs> it's <laughs> such a weird, stupid song, but it talks about hot dogs. He basically just runs down a list of things that he likes to eat. It's <laughs> oh, <laughs> my kind of song. <laughs> I know. I like it. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Meredith, what was the song that you sent in? <clears throat> um, it's a guy called John Grant, and... Um, it's called Gray Tickles Black Pressure. He's got a new album by that same name. Well, put it uh, put it in the chat, and and okay. then uh, we can mm-hmm. listen to it, and then we'll put it under the under the show once we publish the show. I sent in a song too last week, coincidentally, which you did. They did not play. Uh, yeah, let me sing a little bit of it for you right now. Okay. One eight seven seven cars for kids. <laughs> One eight seven seven cars for kids. You guys know that one? This show is over. No, I've never heard, heard of it. Keep going. Keep going. It's catchy. Get to the hook. Uh, I think it goes, one eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate your car today. Oh, okay. I like is it. Is that when the kids drop? It's catchy. Is, is that when they throw the glow sticks up? Is that last line? <laughs> All at the same time. Uh, housekeeping. <clears throat> Uh, there's karaoke night coming up in Seattle, uh, and I don't have the information up in front of me, so let me get it right now. It's pinned at the top of the stents page. Uh, Ruby is organizing this uh, March 1st, Tuesday, 8 p.m. Pacific time at Hula Hula in Seattle, Washington. Uh, 8 p.m. sounds like a great time to start drinking 
And at that pace, 11 or 12 sounds like a great time to start singing. So yeah. get there, mm-hmm. get your drinks in. And then uh, that's a fun place. Everyone should go there. Apparently she's really a pro too. She, she karaoke's mm-hmm. in a league. She's pretty great. Yeah. I uh, can't imagine being in a karaoke league, but it sounds cool for her, <laughs> and it sounds nice to have um, her. I drafted there. her in my karaoke fantasy league just uh, just based on <laughs> her performance, or at least what I heard of her performance at the uh, Mandarin Gate. Okay. Nice, yes, right. Well, I'm really sad. I didn't know that they were going to that they're going out of business or being kicked out of their location. That's really sad. Mike, you know where that is, mm, right? No, I've not been there. It's on the corner. Um, do you remember where Cafe Minis was? Mm, that doesn't that got well. pushed out years ago. What about that um, Champions Party Store or costume? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, store? yeah. I know. So that it's is. on that like, same like thing. Like Queen so Anne. All those, mm, all those buildings have been all those businesses right there. There was like cool yeah. uh, bakery and all those have been taken away so they could put in more condos. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Idiots. It's many hundreds of miles north of Cheese. Hmm. That's all I know. North of my cheese. 2,200 miles north of my cheese. Well, we know your cheese is a little <laughs> snug from all that time getting in out of the uh, realtors. <laughs> SUV. I'm going to be in Seattle uh, later in March. I'm getting in, if all goes well, Saturday, March 19th. And I'm thinking about that being a good night for a meetup. Christy, you and I should probably talk about that since it'll be us. Um, or maybe my flight will be delayed and you'll just host it. <laughs> no, that's no, that's the worst. <laughs> ah, I missed my flight. Here's about 30 people for you to entertain. I just Enjoy. want to go. <laughs> uh, so stay tuned and, for that. Because like Meredith, that's my worst nightmare. Because that is something that Jeremy would do as well. Yeah. We'll be looking for our usual combination of um, cheap drinks and available parking. So we'll get back to you with the location on that. Uh, maybe we'll have it up at the Savage Moose Knuckles or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Saturday, March 19th. And I'll be around for a few days. So uh, if that doesn't work for you for some reason, shoot me a line. Because while people have day jobs, I won't be really working while I'm there. So especially if you're available during the day, come get at me. You can help me procrastinate my days away in Seattle. Uh, with that, get involved. I, I haven't done it in a while, so I'll do it. You can find us online at littleredbandwagon.com at Facebook. The Little Red Bandwagon and on the Stens page on Twitter. Christy's at Kissy Eyes, K I S S I E Y E S. Meredith is Meredith underscore M A H A N. That's with no Y. Drew McFrizz is where you'll find Mike. And really do go to our website, go to our Facebook page, and check out Mike's Nights on TBTL, making a Robert Err the Drew McFrizz story. Um, Jeremy wanted to get that up for a while, and I'm so glad we finally did. I'm at RL Pape, and Jeremy. Is at Dadstronaut. The show Twitter's at LRB Podcast. And uh, email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail or a text. If you want to sing our jingle, why not? 802-432-TBTL. That's 802-432-8285. And Christy, what are we looking forward to on Nerd Out Loud? Um, we haven't recorded it yet. Do you have any suggestions? <laughs> I'll probably drone strike every person that's ever, ever written an article about millennials. I want to hear that. And all of generation millennial. Sorry, not you guys. I'll save you guys. I'll let you know. I also want a a Soylent update from Jeremy. He said he was going to do one. And the other day I saw him post a picture of four days worth of food in the blender. 
Yeah, he he put he, he put some um, flavoring into it. Because although he complained that adding something to it is like cooking and against the the whole spirit <laughs> of it, he did add some flavor. Um, so, Chrissy, what is the point of the Soylent thing? Is he trying to lose weight? Is he trying to save money? No. Is he trying to simplify his life? What is the point? Simplify the life. Okay. He's finally... He just doesn't want to think about... He's so weird because it... Um, if we'll go to a place like a restaurant and I'm like, oh, this is really good. You should try it. He'll be like, yeah, I mean, because like anything is just like, huh, because food is wasted on him. Mm. He can take it or leave it. Like a Dick's cheeseburger is the same as going to a fancy restaurant and having something. He's like, I know it's good, but I don't care. But he's uh, like really into beverages. though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a weird combination. It's a it's a really weird and the weirder the drink the better. Yeah. <clears throat> but he doesn't drink alcohol. No. So how weird can you get? Oh, you can get oh, weird. Oh, you can get weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it gets weird. I mean, there's a store near my house that that they have every kind of beer and soda and like juice drink that you could possibly imagine. If you, they don't have it, they'll order it for you. Jeremy would live at this place. Oh my gosh, he would spend his paycheck there. Right. He would just go and the and he'll, he'll take it and he'll go, oh, God, this is awful. And he'll keep drinking. <laughs> oh, it's so weird. Taste it. Oh, it kind of tastes like old socks. And um, <laughs> But uh, in Seattle, there's a lot of weird kind of crafty beverage companies. So that's a new thing. And then this weird kombucha. That's a thing. Oh, oh yeah. So he likes all that kind of <laughs> crap. All right. If I haven't heard a pitch for Nerd Out Loud... <laughs> Christy is going to drone strike it'll, millennial listen, writers be, and mm-hmm. Jeremy. Millennials and the whole generation. <laughs> the problem with, with Nerd Out Loud, though, is that Jeremy gets to talk. So, I mean, I still listen <laughs> for you, Christy, but damn, I wish he'd shut up. It's okay, because while I'm listening, every time I hear Jeremy talking, it'll just be drowned out by you singing the Cars for Kids commercial. One, eight, seven. <laughs> uh, Christy, why don't you get us out of here? Until next time, this is the next party. And despite my singing the Cars for Kids jingle, Jen, I love you. Nailed it. What is going on? I don't know. Huh. Uh, we were talking about Mike's balls when I left. <laughs> yes, yes, we were. Oh, um, we never stopped, Chris. Yeah, no. Oh, okay. <laughs>